Welcome to A Kenyan's Experience, a podcast for Kenyans by Kenyans. In this podcast, we use real, raw, and personal journeys to provide you with the knowledge and the power to demystify, simplify, and make better decisions about your academic and professional future. This podcast is relevant for everyone at any point in the academic or career path, from high schoolers to uni students to industry professionals, and even those looking to pivot later in their careers. Here at AKE, we ask the questions you wished you had before you started your journey and normalize making bold decisions for you. So tune in for a once-weekly episode that will leave you inspired, challenged, and laughing as Kenyans tell their stories here on A Kenyan's Experience. In this new season, we're introducing a new feature, voice notes, whereby you as the audience will be able to click on a link that will be in our show notes and let us know what you thought about the episode. Any feedback you may have, you know, as far as content or even like technical stuff, we want to improve. So hit that link, record a voice note, and let us know what you think. Hello, hello. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of A Kenyan's Experience podcast. We are here, back again, ready for another episode. Here with my amazing co-hosts. It's a shame we're not four of us this time. Um, as you guys know, Madam Daktar is on call, so mm-hmm. she is busy helping the community, helping people get better, and so we we pass her our support and our love. Um, but we're still here, three of us, us amazing co-hosts. I'm uh, Dennis, joined by my lovely co-hosts. You guys want to introduce yourselves? I'll go first. I like that. I'm very lovely. Um... <laughs> 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 Yo, what's up, AKX family? It's uh, it's your boy Eric, Eric Shari. We out here. Beautiful cold morning, but we out here. Hey guys, it's Gadoni here. Um, opposite from Eric, it's a lovely evening in Nairobi. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just oh, normally have to floss to the fans that in different time zones, like we can get the same weather i don't think we've ever had like the same weather well because eric it's normally completely opposite time. yeah that's <laughs> right here, so. yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> but we make but it yeah. regardless that's right you know what i'm looking forward to my kenya trip coming this coming year yeah so we'll enjoy it the same time zone and weather for once what's the one thing you're looking forward to the most putting you on the spot <laughs> Ah, of course, just hanging out with my mom, my sister, nice, yeah. nice. and my brother. Yeah, can't lie. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not like <clears throat> the Ugali or Gideri. I know you're waiting for something like that, but yeah, I was. No, no, it's not like I've missed them or anything. It's not like I've not missed them, but I haven't even thought about them. So, yeah. but definitely the fam. Yeah. Then the friends, nice. of course. And, uh, just the culture, man. Just speaking Swahili. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I need to keep uh, polishing it. Otherwise, you know, it can slip. Yeah, I was going to ask, <laughs> is your swa still up to par as it was when you were around? Of course, of course. Young Kwanzaa Swahili. You know, 
Girl is a nifo. Is that eight four four? Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't lie though. I don't know why, but I wasn't like an A student, like in IGC, SC, Swahili. It wasn't any easier. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I assumed that you know I'd just knock it out the park. But anyway, true back down memory lane. Yeah, but we're looking forward to having you here, man. Hope yeah, man. For sure. And uh, it'll be a good time to get together and maybe do an in-person recording, you know. De- definitely. Like Cynthia and Gadoni did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Soon fun. come. Soon come. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's up, episode, guys? guys we're, we're here to chat about... Um, extracurricular activities, part-time jobs. I mean, we've discussed amongst ourselves, um, seeing as we all had them during our uni period Mm -hmm. and how much it meant to us, like how important it was, how it shaped our university journey as well. So yeah, we can just discuss about that. I mean, how you guys found it for you, um, what jobs that you did, what jobs did you avoid? It's good to hear about those as well. And yeah, just just how it shaped your journey. Yeah, man. I. First of all, I want to say I think it's a good topic. Um, extracurricular activities, you know, side gigs, uh, part-time jobs. Like, speaking for myself, uh, yes, these were pretty much helped me, you know, achieve levels of success I didn't think of. Because um, coming from Kenya, I'm not going to generalize Kenya, but for me growing up, like, you know, I wasn't working, you know, um, extracurricular activities. Yes. You know, playing sports, doing music. Mm-hmm. I think there's more to being in school and university than just the academics. Like if you really want to capitalize on your time there, doing extracurricular activities in uni, doing part-time jobs. But when I got to uni, that was a culture difference for me, like where you have teenagers uh, you have people from an early age who are used to working in the you know the national economy um which is different than in kenya i think i can speak for myself yeah unless maybe you have family like you don't have young people working like at the restaurants you know what i mean yeah um so like the opportunities you know maybe you do internships like at, at your family of you know family friends office or the school organizes something but you know going to canada that was a culture change for me to see people do that so getting a job it's not that it's impossible i'm not saying it's easy but there's lots of opportunities and i just think it's a good topic that you know and something that university students and high school students should be aware of is there's more to school than just academics. Yeah. So, so looking at it from a perspective of, of the UK and Canada, cause I know for the UK, you have the, I forget what tier visa it is, but then they actually tier give four. you some hours that tier four. Yeah. yeah. And they actually allow you some hours where you can, can work. Is that the same in, in Canada or when it comes to yeah, so, um, 
there's restrictions on the limitations on the number of hours as a student when you have a student visa Mm -hmm. you know which as an international student that's that's your license to stay there the student visa you can work there's limitations i think it's something like i don't know 10 to less than 20 or less hours a week yeah something like that right and then when you're no longer a student, you apply for like a work permit, then those are often unrestricted. You can work wherever for however long and, but maybe you get a job specific one or an, you know, employer specific one. I think there's some like those as well, but as a student, yeah, you can work, um, as an international student, that is, you can work as a domestic, I don't, there's no limitations to how many hours you can work. Um, Yeah. So in the UK, what was it like? How many hours could you work? It was, it was up to 20 hours a week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. During during school term. And then when you're on break, you could work, you know, 40 hours, which is normal full time. Yeah. And what kind of extracurricular activities did you guys participate in? I really so did I was, some random stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was going to say it was just random. Yeah, random like stuff. me and my friend joined a chess club for like one semester. We're like, oh, let's just go and figure out how to play chess, see if you like it. Um, I think we didn't like it very much because... <laughs> I think in the in the in the semester we joined the team we went like maybe three or four times. Um, so yeah. yeah, and then I joined the Kenyan Society at some point. I think in my final year, that's when we had like a lot of Kenyans in the school. I don't know if the society is still there. And then what else? I joined an ACS. I think it was African and Caribbean Society. That was what I joined like in my first year. So that's where. Almost all the black people were in the uni. Yeah, this is how the the teams and societies I joined. I don't nice. know why it's like a rite of passage as a first year to always join this Africa Caribbean yeah. society. Yeah. <laughs> everyone I know has joined that thing because basically you're only right just where all the black people are. So yeah. I know as a first year just want to go where your people are so exactly, you just yeah. join <laughs> I joined it as well yeah with yeah. no idea with like what it was about mm-hmm. or like just going with the with the masses yeah <laughs> finding that's, that's that's what it's about yeah you gotta like just experiment really yeah yeah you never know yeah cool and like <clears throat> you know as far as like maybe you know passions what kind of passions were you guys pursuing um besides your academic for me it was heavily uh sport involved so mm-hmm. from day one it was football so the first society i looked for was the football society unfortunately that was super super competitive um so there were sort of lower tier ones as first years like barely anyone got into them anyway because you're just joining Mm -hmm. um 
but there were lower tier ones which I really enjoyed. I think I made a lot of friends there. And then it led me to doing more things throughout my university experience, uh, coaching football as well to some young kids, which I did for for some two years. But it was nice because um, having that exercise element as well away from your academics, I found was very helpful for me, very healthy as well. Um, and yeah, it just gave me an opportunity to meet a bunch of people, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? I um, I don't think I had a general focus. I just wanted to try anything and everything. Um, and then, you know, in Kenya for, for like, what was it, 10 years, I was a professional swimmer. So I was like, I'm trying to avoid right. swimming. Yeah. I swam for a very long time. So I was trying to avoid swimming. Yeah, why? Why did you stop? You didn't like yeah. it? No. Because I mean, you're really good. I was, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. But I think I got I got to a point where I didn't think I could get any better than I had gotten. I think I was like at the peak of my swimming career at the time. And I think also I lost a bit of interest. Like I didn't have as much passion to dedicate as much time to it that I would need to because, I mean, we would wake up like in the morning have training before school and then sometimes have training after school as well it was it was hectic and so yeah it was very it was very very hectic and so i stopped um after year 11 and i think it was just the right time for me i just felt like i couldn't get any better than i was and i really didn't want to dedicate a bit more more time to it um, so yeah, so when I went to uni, I really tried to find other things to do, um, and I really worked a lot. I found it so cool, like you know, watching all these movies and seeing people in like America or abroad working part time and earning money. And I was like, I want to be one of those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really, I really did a lot in my four years in uni. <laughs> so like, when you say work a lot, like what what work did you do? I did one of the first jobs I got was door to door charity. So we'd go around different neighborhoods mm. knocking on the door saying and you represented different charities like in your group. So I did that for I did that for like two months. It felt a lot longer in the moment. <laughs> and so then Jehovah's Witness basically. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> it was that job honestly that job was really tough. I remember there's this one day the beginning of the shift, the first door I knocked on, the guy opened the door, I said, hi, and he literally slammed the door in my face. I said, where? Damn. Tough. <laughs> uh, that's <Yeah>. painful. <laughs> yeah. So what a like, rude person. Exactly. I was like, I can't believe this. So when I found the next thing, I just hopped on. I did waitressing. Um, I worked as a bar staff at Man United. I did GCSE exam marking. I, Wait, you worked as a what at Man United? As a bar staff. <laughs> oh, oh nice. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, in one of the mm. one of the mini bars that they have. Um, yeah, right on. And then, yeah, I did like mailroom attending work, receptionist work. But in my final year, I think is when I really enjoyed the jobs that I did. I worked as a student ambassador and a student fundraiser, and that was really fun because. 
I knew my school so I could, you know, speak on it with a lot of confidence and it, the yeah. job was near my place. So I didn't have to travel too far. I just walked to work. But yeah, those were some nice. of the things I did. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm, yeah. I like hearing such a... <laughs> such hustle yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah sounds sounds like you made them uh, you know good use of your time yeah while in uni how much if uh you don't mind mm-hmm. for the viewer's sake what was like the average like you were making you know so to give an idea of what a part-time job can earn a student Right. Okay. I think on about average, maybe I'd say I would earn two hundred and fifty pounds a month, yeah. and that was working um, up to twenty hours because most of the work I did was when I was still a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I just two hundred fifty yeah, pounds me, a month. Yeah, yeah. Let me do a quick conversion. That's about a today's exchange rate. It's about thirty-seven thousand five hundred. A month. Yeah. Okay. Month. That's not bad. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, for a student, I mean, for a student that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not doing it like all day, every day. True. If you do like what three, four days out of a week, mm-hmm. you meet your your quota. Yeah, and it was good enough money, you know, because it was extra money because my parents were helping me with upkeep, so it was extra money yeah. I used to travel, which was fun. Something else, you know. You want to try and do it mm-hmm. when you have the freedom to. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, especially for international students, I don't know, people are different, but like for, for my experience, um, I needed to earn an income to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, for me as well, like I had in mind, the fact that I need to work. <laughs> yeah. um, I worked as a, uh, I worked at my university radio station um, as a student coordinator. So I just helped organize a couple radio shows um, for like students, you know, it's a student pretty much radio station so it's all students but then you have some volunteers from the community um so i was already working i was already like using the studio i had my own radio show so when this job came up i'm like that's easy right um i worked as a liquor store cashier like in a small town it was like maybe a thousand people um yeah yeah so like every and that was actually a part-time i was doing a full-time job at it's you know at the time um a co-op job so during my part-time uh because it was like a four three schedule four days on three days off so it's a three-day weekend so i took like a day or two to just work um and it was good cash um i also yeah, as far as part-time, that's what I did. But I also worked like full-time, the co-op. I've talked about this a lot, co-op. Um, and that's an opportunity I encourage people. I always say it. I'm, I'm such an advocate, but just because I believe in it. But for international students, that's the, that's a really good way to 
earn an income while you're in university if your particular uni or the country offers such a program it's definitely worth it i would think so um and you can earn money and you're also earning experience that you can talk about in your resume you know professional experience so like as yeah like i said you know school is more than just academics it's not just about the books like yeah take advantage and i got like even in high school like you know I'm, i can you know happily say um that the schools i went to at least had some extracurricular activities to keep you know to keep us busy um and learn skills um so like yeah maybe we can chat about that you guys like what were your schools like as far as extracurricular activities goes and also like internships organizing internships yeah so i was i was lucky cuz my second year part of my one of my units was actually uh getting a job and, and like being employed and working part time so i had to do that just to get the credits for the for that particular unit and i'm happy i did cuz then it showed me what you know working part time is like especially in a country that you don't call home um what the work culture is like as well um i mean it taught me a lot it taught me uh, you know, it's hugely important which i think we should also talk about um because the of course the fun side is getting you know making money as you say gadoni at the end of the month but one thing it really taught me is now budgeting that money and how yeah. to spend that money wisely um of course when it comes to things like rent when it comes to things like upkeep Mm-hmm. Uh you can't always depend on you know like mom and dad who are supporting you there is that level of responsibility that you are now earning some money so you need to put it to good use as well mm-hmm. um can't lie learned that the hard way <laughs> the first couple of 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 months I was I was reckless with my cash it went immediately I got it <laughs> yeah but it's comforting to hear it wasn't just me yeah 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 but then yeah i mean it, it teaches you how to 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 budget and use it wisely um i'm sure you guys went through that as well yeah <laughs> that first thrill when you get you know that first paycheck that you've worked so hard for but knowing that's that, right you know, that's that's really just what's keeping you <laughs> fed mm-hmm. and alive while mm-hmm. you're there it's it's quite the experience yeah i remember yeah. my first month i think i blew through um my allowance in 2 weeks and then I had to call home and be like so listen guys <laughs> i have spent all my money and then it was like a lesson after that i you know just learned how to budget my money but then what i realized now after that is i started converting prices of things to kenya shillings and i yeah. just didn't want to spend my money cuz these were just too expensive so i had to find a balance between just overspending and underspending I hear you. I still do that today yeah. um <laughs> I just convert things and my scale is so off because I mean the last time I was in Kenya was in April and I wasn't even there long enough to know all the prices right yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've forgotten what is actually you know I, my calculations don't factor in inflation since the last time I remembered the price of something yeah um but yeah i i can i still convert it today <laughs> the canadian in my head before i think of a purchase oh. 
But what about, you know, my question was more so like high school, like in Kenya. Right. What, what, what were like your high schools as far as extracurricular activities and was it was it a something they took seriously? Um, school I went to, they definitely did because uh, mm. they were really beefing you up for university. So they would drill a lot of extracurricular activities in you as they could because they knew that you'd need them in your university life and it'll just make things easier for you as a person as well. So again, in high school, I was heavily into sports. That really what pushed my passion forward into now university. Um, but I could see from other people as well, uh, that the fight was there for extracurricular stuff. Like people didn't like it. Maybe they didn't see the importance of it back then. But I mean, they're people who are different, you know, they, they, they're people who are just bookworms and they prefer to be just, you know, focusing on their studies, believing that that's what's going to take them forward. Some people are lucky yeah. because um, other people are led by their extracurricular activities. I guess it just depends on, on what works for you. But for me in high school, yeah, I definitely leaned on it to a great degree. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, um, mm-hmm. No, I was just gonna say <clears throat> you uh, turned on a light bulb in my head. Um, I, th- I don't know. I think we can. When you said the school knows you're gonna need it for later, mm-hmm. you know that's actually just you know brought on a good point that even applying for university and even uh, in jobs, you know, applying for jobs. It's in your resume, there's usually many templates have a section for like, you know, hobbies or, you know, passions or something like that to show something beyond the academic and even university application. um, There's sections where they want you to talk about extracurricular stuff you've done in your life. Um, So, yeah, you're right. Like now the best thing with, you know, jobs and universities, they also recognize it's not just about academics. Maybe some, it's it has a lot to do with academics, but for people who are not academically, you know, inclined compared to being like sports inclined, yeah. um, you can still make it in university and through life with just, you know, having having a balance of them, you know, doesn't have to be a 50, 50 balance, but having some and more of another for sure. Um, yeah. Galani, I think uh, I interrupted you. You're going to mm-hmm. chat about your high school. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think the same with Eric, I mean, sorry, with Dennis as well, the schools I went to had a lot of extracurricular activities that you could get involved with. I remember from when I was in high school, now from year seven onwards, I would really enjoy first term because we'd play rounders and I was always on the team and so I'd go for all the tournaments. And then I wasn't a fan of second year because I was hockey and I was very scared of like having the hockey ball hit my teeth. <laughs> but I liked third year because um, there was netball. 
And again, I was always on the team and going for tournaments, you know, with other schools and meeting other people. And then throughout the year, I would be doing swimming as well. So I feel like extracurricular wise, I was always busy throughout the years, which was fun. Um, in Aga Khan, I can't remember what year it was, but there was a time they sent us for like a three-day intangible work shadow at Safaricom. And I think, you know, well, that was where I went. I know everyone else was put at different places, but it was like three of us went to Safaricom and we just shadowed a few people, learned about the different departments. I wish maybe the schools had a bit more focus on internships, um, aside from, you know, the sports stuff, just because like Eric said, you know, when you're applying to universities, sometimes they look for other things you do aside from just schoolwork and academic work. And even in the workplaces, people, people like people like yes you're competent at you know what you can do and the skills that you've gained but what do you do outside of that no one's life can be 24 7 just work so if you have these other things that you do that are fun it just i think it makes you more personable and more human and it's easier to connect with other people so i would say for the young people listening um just try and find things to do outside of schoolwork and yes it can be tricky you know finding that balance but you know, over time you get used to it and it will help you, you know, down the road. Definitely. Well said, well said. Yeah. Actually, even on that, that finding the balance was mm -hmm. leading me to my next question. Um, what were some of the challenges you guys had with extracurricular activities and part-time jobs? Because finding the balance was definitely one of mine yeah. between your studies. Or did you guys go through any other challenges? Yeah. Um, well, well, the main challenge with doing anything is the discipline to keep doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> like, yeah, I played sports as well. And, uh, you know, it's not just always fun. Um, the discipline to come, you know, when you enter a club, you, you know, when you join a club, to commit to the stuff you need to do, attend once or twice a week and spend time, maybe do some work outside of, you know, that time for the sake of the club. Um, that kind of commitment for sure. Like for me, um, you know, I got into music production in high school. And so when I went to university, that was my grounding activity. Like I did that a lot. Um, but I, recognize as well that the reason I'm in this country, in this university is to study and to pass. So that was always, you know, it took precedence, but it wasn't always like the only priority in my life. So definitely um, as far as a balance goes, it's also like one thing I found out like, you know, you know, later on in life is, you know, you don't have to do everything. Mm -hmm. You can really just do one thing in life. In fact, many of the people who become great in something, they just focused on one thing for a long time. Um, but also you don't have to be excellent at any particular thing. You can do many things as well. So for me, the biggest challenge was now after uni, 
you know, now realigning my objectives in life. Like, okay, what do I want to do? I can't do everything. I can't do everything, um, but I can do what I focus on well. So that was a big one for sure. Because um, when you leave yourself like doing, you committing to one thing, one path, for example, like you want to do music, you know, um, or you want to dance or you want to sing. I'm just giving the most generic examples, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you decide you want to do that, you know, like, then you're setting yourself up to be like, oh, man, now what if I don't become great at this? Mm-hmm. Have I wasted my t- What if I, you know, have I sacrificed all this time for anything? So for me, that's that always the biggest, that is the biggest challenge as far as you had asked, you know, balance, balancing uh, extracurriculars and just balancing life, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think for me, it was, the hardest thing was finding that balance. Um, when I started earning good money, it's so exciting. And, you know, sometimes you just focus on that more and you forget what, what brought you to this country which is to study and to get that degree or master's or whatever you went there to do. Um, Yeah, so I think for me, one of the things I struggled with was just finding that balance. But I just had to keep reminding myself that I didn't come all the way here just to, you know, get experience. I also came here to do my school. So just, and I think the good thing about that limit that the government sets of not working more than 20 hours is to help. You know, so I just yeah. would have to, it gets the time and I'm like, look, I can't work so much because my exams are coming up or, you know, I'm struggling with this one module and I need to put a bit more time into studying for it. So I think it's just reminding yourself of what's important and also like Eric said, not taking on too much because you can't do everything. And so finding what you can, what a mix of what you can do and what you can handle without overworking yourself. Um, yeah, so that was, that's what it was like for me. Yeah. And also another thing that, you know, people don't realize is as you're trying to juggle academics and, you know, working, you also want to have a social life. So that's also something else that you need to add into the mix. That's right. Yeah. That's another thing I found challenging as well Mm -hmm. is, you know, talking of balance in anything in life, um, Mm -hmm. balance is rarely ever like 50-50 or Mm -hmm. everything is on par. You know, some things take an L, you know, some areas get slacked on. Um, so for me, it was like, yeah, between academics, uh, my extracurricular, like passion, you know, um, and, you know, socializing and, you know, social life, maintaining that because, you know, you gotta have, I think we talked about this on the other episode. You just, as a human being, you just have to socialize. Mm -hmm. It's, that's part of who we are. Um, and often the lack of it, you know, you start to tell this telltale signs mm. in people. So for sure, for me, that was also a, a tough one, trying to remind myself the importance of socializing versus 
working, you know, mm-hmm. um, and studying and, you know, yeah. It definitely took a hit for me as well. Um, which goes back to what you're saying, Eric, because of, of you can't do everything. Because I had that mentality of if I can get like one job, then I can get more. And then, you know, I'd, I'd make more money, which which sounds good. Um, but then, see, I'd be in my classes Monday to Friday, then my other jobs over the weekend. So I barely had time for, like, you know, socializing. And it was beginning to show, you know, I mean, there's some friends that you're, you're close with. And then because of, you know, those sacrifices of work, you can't speak to them anymore because, you know, mm-hmm. you're always at work. And those are the guys that you used to hang out with. And it, it takes a hit. Um, so it's just finding that balance. You do need a social life when you're out there, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. When that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you guys were going to uni, um, were you encouraged to look for like these part-time jobs or these other things to do outside of just academics, or is it something you learnt by just seeing others? do the same thing if you got that might as well do the same thing yeah um no one <clears throat> in particular like neither the university mm-hmm. nor any individual like pushed me to work <clears throat> um or made any efforts marketing wise or anything like that now like like i said it's common practice when like in Canada, as an example, for young people to just be working, they as soon as a human, <laughs> I mean, it's, I just had a funny thought of like how far we've come from like the child labor days. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say. As soon as a kid can understand money, like they start working. Mm-hmm. Um, so in university, that was a culture that I came to know more about. So, I mean, yeah, there's just, I knew, like everyone knows, you gotta eat. (laughs) And you do the math real quick and you realize you need to work or you'd like to work, you know, there's benefits in it that you see. Um, Either money or experience or maybe fulfillment. I can't think of any other reasons anyone works. But yeah, money uh, for sure is a good motivator. So for me, um, and you know what, like there's resources, those resources all around me. Um, The university, for example, had um, an online job posting site, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, different, uh, not billboards, but walls had posters with job hirings um those facebook groups for like students looking for jobs so there's a lot of resources to help someone find a job someone even new to the country um and i mean the only kind of marketing that was ever done for jobs like the co-op program they hosted events Mm -hmm. to tell people about co-op um but yeah, besides that, it was just uh, it, it it was so built into the culture that there was, there's a lot of resources um, to help you f- get to a job, you know, to find a job opening. And then also 
you know, the university had like um, some offices that would help you write resumes, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know what? They actually had a pretty good, yeah, resource uh, system going on to help people. Yeah. I think I was the same. The, the resources were a big motivator for me because you're right. Even, even us, we had a whole office dedicated to helping you write your CV. And then there'd be job fairs as well for students, a bunch of students, you know, just applying left, right and center, just looking for, for jobs. And it was nice seeing young people, you know, do that. Just shows that you're not the only one looking for a job. People are also going through the same, same hustle. Uh, online as well through the websites they were really pushing for it so for me having that encouragement of the uni supporting you do this was a huge motivator and it made me want to do it yeah and then outside the uni when you enter real life uh, there's a lot of resources out there like yeah there's a website a website called Kijiji. I don't know if you guys have heard of Kijiji, but I was just I have, yeah. so amazed that it's called Kijiji, right? I'm like, man, that's Swahili. <laughs> and I'm like, anyway, culture. I don't know about cultural appropriation. <laughs> that's not what this is about. But, you know, Kijiji, you can find jobs. You can... It's like Craigslist. I don't know if you guys have heard of Craigslist, but there's yeah. all these other resources in common society mm-hmm. to help people get jobs. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to get the job, but the first step is knowing where, where the job is, right? What the job is. And and then, yeah. And, and that's why I also encourage students, just start with any job. You know, the most important thing is to just say you did something. Yeah. It's not about, oh, I did this, you know, amazing job. You know, it gave me fulfillment. Like I was making a difference. It doesn't always have to be about that. It doesn't have to be. If, if, if you, if it can be that for sure, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. Ultimately I would think, but when you're starting off, like just have build a resume. um, Cause your second job is always easier than your first job getting it because you already have something to back up, you know, now, unless you got fired and you're a poor worker, um, <laughs> you know, you have a good foundation. You, you say I had one job, you're already, that's like 50 points already. So it's not about the particular job, but more so like the doors it will open up after just do it. It might suck. Like you said, get only the first job suck, but just do it as long as you can um, until you find another one. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, sometimes, yeah, you gotta work through the tough times. Yeah, that's true. It's all about getting your foot in the door. Like the first, like I was saying, the first two jobs, the door to door charity and the waitressing, those were jobs that literally took anyone and everyone. And so that's how I got myself Mm -hmm. into getting experience and working. And that's what led to, getting other jobs and even figuring out where you can look for other opportunities from. Yeah. That's and right. That, yeah. That, whole, that whole process of just going through it as well, because um, one, your first job doesn't have to be, you know, well-known and popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a nightclub for, for three months <laughs> as a wow. bartender. Yeah. All right. Um, but the, the whole process of, you know, going through an interview, um, going through training, yeah. seeing all of that, that's hugely important. Um, 
it was tough, definitely tough. But you know, I appreciate that first job, as you say, Eric. It, it teaches you a lot, and then it makes your second, your third job, um, I wouldn't say easier, but you know better, more experienced in terms of mm-hmm. what you're getting into. Yeah. I'm curious, what was it like working as a... Oh, man, it was, <laughs> it was hectic. Club bartender. It was hectic. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, it was hectic. I worked... Really? Yeah. I, in fact, I worked busiest nights. I worked over the Christmas, New Year's period. So I remember Christmas oh. Day and New Year's Eve, I was in there. I was in there. Wow. Just, nice. yeah, taking orders. I remember going back home and just reeking of booze just the following day you know yeah <laughs> just all, all for that paycheck <laughs> yeah yeah did you drink on the job um i'm not gonna lie i did, <laughs> I did. <Nice. laughs> yeah, not just on the new year's and christmas but i mean and i worked with, with a friend of mine as well yeah. so mm. every, every now and then we'd sneak in a drink when we can yeah and then it was nice because, you know, nights when you're not working, you can still go there and you'll be welcomed by the staff because, you know, yeah. they they know you get some free free things here and there. So it was a nice experience. Yeah. It was a nice experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Do you, were, were the tips good? The tips were good. The tips were good. Um, it was funny because this particular nightclub was predominantly uh, white there were not a lot of black folks so when the tips were mainly because of course we were <laughs> we were different <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh-huh. yeah nice I mean, yeah the, you're the a spectacle nice. yeah exactly exactly yeah i mean it was nice and then you get to mingle with a whole lot of people from different cultures mm-hmm. so but it did have its oh, tough times cool. yeah it did have its how long did you do it oh three yeah. months to be honest, I couldn't hack it past three months. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty shoes Fair. every time I go back home. My clothes yeah. just reeking. It gets to you after some time. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought it was a glamorous job, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you must have been the coolest guy in the town, bro. Like <laughs> For the first month. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. you make friends and then these friends realize you that you're not giving it, yeah. them free. Yeah, you're not giving them free drinks. <laughs> and you're just there to yeah, work. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you make friends and enemies, yeah. I can assume, in that job. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice, man. But like, hey, man, what an experience. You see, the, just this, the fact that we just had that laugh right there. Exactly. I think that's worth exactly. it. Yeah. Um, it's you'll always have a story to tell, no matter what the job is. I I don't know. I I like that sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like in life, man. Like, you can literally go anywhere you want, do anything. Um, but many people are inhibited, um, and often it's self-inhibiting uh, factors. But you know, I I don't know. Having a sense of adventure, I think, is important to just yeah. try things and yeah. you don't know where it's gonna end up but uh yeah especially cool. if you're out there away from home like yeah. adventure can be your friend for sure yeah. yeah push you into new heights yeah i often say if i stayed in university in kenya man i wouldn't have done so well man <laughs> <laughs> like being away being alone uh has its pros and cons yeah because um, i envy i envy university students who were here in kenya you know i don't know like growing up you go through all the stages of 
you know, a, a human in your society. So, you know, university is a is an important stage I wish I was around for in Kenya. Um, you know, so I envy people who went to university in Kenya. You have your friends around, you have your family around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. We definitely got to have someone from, uh, I guess, from a Kenyan university and ask them about these questions on extracurricular and part-time jobs. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because cool. yeah, that's interesting because the job market here, you have all of your resources, your family, your friends, especially with the the work culture in Kenya of it's about who you know rather than what you know. So that's a very interesting perspective to see how they got into it and how it helped them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Before we go, I have a question I've always asked. I've asked it a couple times. I just, I'm curious what you guys think. Why do you think in Kenya, for example, mm-hmm. um, compared to other countries like in Europe and, you know, North America, <clears throat> where, like I said, you have kids working like in restaurants and, you know, working in just in the national economy from an early age. Why do you think in Kenya, am I wrong to say it's not like that? Um, And why is it not like that? Do you think it can ever be like that? You know, where your kid gets a job at, I don't know, Carrefour to, you know, work there in one of the many positions or, you know, gets a job at Kenchik, you know what are are your thoughts on that uh i don't think it's like that i remember when this was when 2013 so i was in as one of my classmates um had lived abroad and of course she had come knowing that as a high school student you could work part-time i remember she told us the story of her going to java um, to see if they had any opportunities and they did but they were asking her for like a university degree and a, C- and a proper CV and she's like I'm just in high school I'm just trying to waitress like over the weekend or something extra to do and mm-hmm. they just did not get it so I don't know why it's like that I don't know if it's because you know many people say there are no jobs in Kenya so I don't know if it's a case where those who are qualified are fighting for the little jobs there are. Um, my hope is that eventually or at some point we will get to the stage where from 16 you can start working just to get experience. Because I feel like having that experience from when you're young sort of helps you grow up a little bit. You learn, like we're talking about earlier, how to budget. It gives you some sense of independence. It makes you responsible. So, you know, the hope is that at some point we will get to that stage. I don't know why we're not there. And I don't know how we can get there. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, well put. Mm. Nice. I, I do I do blame us to some degree as well. Mm-hmm. Us meaning like the, the young people because especially in Kenya, um we always want immediate success. Mm-hmm. We don't think about, you know, working our way there. We're always of the mind of 
getting it as soon as we're able to, as soon mm-hmm. as we can. So we chase, you know, <clears throat> what's available there that can get us success the quickest without, you know, having to go through these things step by step. Unfortunately, we live in a society where social media is not helping in that aspect. Um, yeah. So, you know, especially when it comes to comparing others who are successful at a young age. So we mm-hmm. always want to get there quickly. Um, so I, I don't know how we fight that or how we kill that narrative is going to be a challenge, but I see that as a, as a huge problem. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Kenyans or people in Kenya are unique in that matter. Um, I think it's a global thing. <laughs> it's the world we live yeah. in today. Like, of course, like just instant everything, right? So, yeah. <clears throat> well, you see it in the people around you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, fair, fair. But uh, yeah, that was a good chat. Um, and as always, you know, that's a like if I get when I get questions from people um, asking about, you know, just inquiring, like, you know, students, university or high school students, often they they just want to know jobs. How can I get a job um, even before they're in the country? yeah i'm like okay i like your i like your ambition man but (laughs) there's a lot of steps to get there it's not that simple but um it's possible so yeah i think this was a good chat definitely definitely and for the listeners like feel free to send us questions as well um the good thing about our team we've been through it in the uk you can send questions to eric in canada cynthia who's been in malaysia as well you know, maybe those countries have their different stories and experiences of of part-time jobs and extracurricular activities. So please send them through. Um, we'd love to answer your questions and help out as much as we can. Yeah, and like you said, if there's someone who's, you know, gone to uni here in Kenya and they've, yeah. you know, had an interesting experience with extracurriculars and even part-time jobs while they were a student, or even things they did or uh, got involved in within the university, please... DM us. A lot of things happen in our DMs, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah, guys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, this it has, has been good. Has. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. Loving these host led episodes. Same. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Too many more, too many more. So we'll catch you guys on the next one. All right, sure. see you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Kenyan's Experience. If you found this episode inspiring or even helpful, then please do us a solid and share it with close friends or family or even just share it to the world. We appreciate you. Hit us up. Check out that new feature, the voice notes. Let us know what you think about this episode. We'd love to hear back from you.